All right, people, what's happening with your Alabama football nation? We're back on a Monday, final Monday in the in the month of April, the week here of the NFL draft in Las Vegas. Draft starts on Thursday. Coach Saban trying to put more players from the Crimson Tide in the National Football League, but you're rocking and rolling with the best show out here in the business, giving you all the fire, the content, entertainment, and information on your Crimson Tide. That being, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Proud to have you all here. We're bringing you the show from the magic city of Birmingham, streaming this to you on YouTube. And speaking of the channel, stop what you're doing right now. Smash that subscribe button. Hit that thing up right now. Making this your show, your content, your platform, your space to talk Crimson Tide. Because if you like the content, others will as well. Also, don't forget to leave a like. Hit, the, hit that thumbs up. Run those likes up. Let's get the likes up going here on the show. Making this your space to talk all things Crimson Tide football. Turn on all those post notifications. Hit that bell so that way you miss absolutely nothing when it comes to your favorite team. We also got you covered here on Facebook and Twitter streaming to you, the show. But a lot of good action today. A lot of really good things to discuss and talk about. Like I mentioned, the draft is Thursday. Uh, a lot of guys and a lot of names for the Crimson Tide. Looking forward to hearing their names called off the board. I know there's a certain player that's not in the transfer portal yet, but upon him getting in, is Alabama looking at somebody else potentially in that portal? That'll be a conversation and more and we want you guys being a part of the show by calling 205-448-1358 the number to call in to let your voice be heard 205-448-1358 and one more time 205-448-1358 excited to hear from you that daily super chat go $75 daily super chat go my man Bill from New York the Big Apple NYC getting it done for us right now with that five Dollar donation in the Super Chats. Appreciate that love coming from Bill. And we got Jamie Wilhelm with that 499 in the Super Chat. So you guys already starting us off here with a bang thus far. But as always, it's Monday, and we can't have a Monday without having our own Patrick Dowd right here. Breaking news reporter for TDAP Money here back on a Monday. And Pat, we know, I know, Huge basketball fan, your Boston, Celtics, your Boston Celtics getting it done right now in the series against the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, you're ecstatic right now. I mean, I'm glad. I'm I'm really happy on this Monday because I get to talk Alabama football with you, and then I get to go home and watch the Celtics eliminate the Brooklyn Nets in their home stadium. I can't ask for a better Monday. I mean, Brooklyn. I mean, but the Boston Celtics playing some good ball right now. We They're got on a tear. Patrick Dow. best defensive team in the league since the All Star break. I mean, if we want, we I can do 20 minutes on the Celtics, but I think everyone else in the chat. I would rather have me talk about Alabama. Absolutely. So while the Celtics get ready tonight, we're going to break down Crimson Tide football for you right here. And we get into the first topic of conversation. And uh, John, I like asking questions. For people that know me, they know Stephen enjoys asking questions. And a lot of people come to me and they say, why do you ask so many questions, Stephen? Well, it all goes back to the old proverb. You have not because you ask not. Or, you know, a closed mouth never gets fed. So if you want something, you have to ask. You have to seek out the information. And uh, I talked to a lot of you 
Alabama fans daily, whether it's in person, whether it's on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Coaching M. Smith. But, you know, I talk to you guys daily, and uh, for a lot of you, it's I like the quarterback play, I like Alabama's running backs, I like our receivers, I like our defense, but the offensive line just worries me. The offensive line really concerns me. And as good as Bryce Young is, and he's the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, not going to do any good if the offensive line can't protect him. As good as uh, Jameer Gibbs is and Jace McClellan is and these running backs are, you're like, it's not going to do any good if the offensive line is not blocking for him. As great as these receivers are, it's not going to do any good if the offensive line is not serviceable up front. And uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, there's this growing uh, cry of uh, – you know, we saw what Alabama's offensive line was in 2009 and 2011 and 12 and 15, 2017, 2020, all the national championship years. And if this past season, it was not at that standard. It was not at that level of, of playing. Yes, Doug Marone gone, Eric Wolford in here, but the question being, you know, is Eric Wolford the guy? Is he going to be able to get that done for this team and for this program. And, and as I shift this over to you, Pat, I mean, I've never seen uh, such a just growing concern uh, about one spot, one positional unit, that being of uh, his offensive line, this offensive front. So asking you here, because you played offensive line in high school, mm-hmm. you're very athletic coming out of high school. So, I wouldn't say that. Uh, but. <laughs> g- g- give me your kudos here, Pete. So look at this offensive line, and in particular, Eric Wolford. He has a big task here on his plate. Coach Saban brought him over from Kentucky to perform this task of having this offensive line in order. Can he have it? in order this season well hopefully I mean there's a ton of pressure on him especially after spring the spring game and how kind of torrential they looked very inconsistent I know they were going against Dallas Turner Will Anderson Chris Braswell they're not not every team is going to have a pass rush built like that but I mean there's still a lot of concerns on the on the on the offensive line especially a tackle you're going to have pretty probably two new players there and I think there's also a lot of pressure on Tyler Steen coming in because now everyone's going to say oh we have this Steen guy coming in he's going to fix everything I wouldn't say that right away he still has to, he still has to win his spot come this fall and there's still really a lot in flux I mean Emilio Ekior has got to get back in there Javion Cohen can still play tackle maybe Derek maybe uh, there's someone else that steps up at guard I, just, who knows I, I think there's just a lot of pressure on Wolford and you know, I think we kind of just have to, especially Alabama fans, need to temper their expectations just a little bit leading into the season. Going to be interesting to see how Wolford kind of goes about getting this done. And when, we, when you look at Coach Saban also, Pat, he's been adamant about wanting to run the football more, wanting to get back to that ground and pound, that balanced uh, mentality. That's part of the reason why he goes out there and he gets a Jameer Gibbs, a dynamic running back. Part of the reason why you have a Chase McClellan, a Roy Dale Williams, a Trey Sanders, and other guys. But it all starts with, you know, can that line effectively create those opportunities in the run game? Now, Coach Saban did mention that Alabama this time around in spring was running the ball better versus this time around last season. So that's a positive. But I guess for you, you know, what would success look like for this group or what would you deem as success for this group? Well, I think to establish that physicality in the run game will be important because, like you said, Nick Saban wants to get back to that. And I think Eric, Wolf, Eric Wolford's a better fit for that. That's kind of his M.O. Like coming over from Kentucky. They had a very physical run game with 
quarterback Will, Will Levis and running back Chris Rodriguez. So I think establishing a physical running attack is the first step. And then just cleaning things, like getting a little bit better in terms of pass protection. You got, I mean, that's, that's not saying much based off of last season where, because there was so much inconsistency in the passing in, in the pass protection that, you know, just moderate improvement will be a big plus. I feel, I feel like when you, when you look at that moderate improvement, I look at if they can take the 39 sacks that Bryce Young had a season ago, a lot. if you can bring that down to 15, 13, if I think you can that's, do that. I think that's a, t- that's a lot to ask. It's, it's, it's a lot. You, if you cut that in half, I think that would be a successful season. So, so basically from 39 to 19. 39 to 19, 39 to 20. Just, I mean, to think about it, he just having him getting sacked half as many times. How many more big plays is that for Alabama's offense? Good point. I mean, good, good, good point there. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see here because, like I said, Pat, for the first time, when you talk to a lot of people, that's the one area they're starting to, to point to. And in years past, it wasn't that big of an issue. Normally, if you're not talking about the offensive line, it means, hey, they're doing their job. They're doing what they're supposed to. They're executing out there. But after last season, from uh, January to spring ball to now, if you were to poll 10 fans, at least six or seven of those 10 are going to be like, is the offensive line blocking? Can they block? Can they put their hands on I somebody? I think it's all of them. I would say it's all of them. I think all of them are concerned about I mean, it. It, and it, it is. Like, it, it is. It's, you, you talk about Bryce Young, it's like, but can the offensive line block? You bring up Jameer, but can the offensive line block? But can the offensive line, can they get a hand on somebody and block somebody? Because I'm tired of seeing the quarterback here on the ground. It's just for the first time that I can recall. And I could be wrong that I can recall it's in such high demand from the fans. It's almost in the same vein as can Tua stay healthy? Can Alabama protect Bryce? Because that's those are going to be the, those were like kind of the two things that held back Alabama. Tua's injuries kind of held him back, especially that 2019 season where he got hurt late in the year, and Alabama missed the college football playoff. Can Alabama protect Bryce Young enough for them to get back to a national championship? Because everyone knows this is probably it. I'm probably it. This is going to be his last year. He's going to the NFL, so it's kind of just to play well around him like Nick Saban's always said the rest of it, it's not necessarily Bryce Young how much does he have to improve to kind of elevate the team everyone has to elevate each other they do and and so when you talk about being because I remember I, I was having a conversation with Jeff Schwartz who uh, played on the offensive line in the NFL he's now an analyst for Fox Sports and, and, and a conversation with him it was you don't have to be elite on the offensive line. You have to be serviceable. You just can't be trash. Yeah. You can't be bad. You don't have to be the greatest thing ever, but you can't be the worst thing ever. So you have to find that serviceability somewhere in the middle to not give up so much ground. So in years past, there's always been kind of that, that, that leader, that alpha male of that front. In your mind, Pat, who has to be that alpha male of this run? I mean, I think it's got to be Emilio Acuore, just because he's he's the most experienced guy coming back. He's been on. He's he knows what it takes. He's won national championships as a starter. I think everyone's going to be looking to him to kind of be that leader amongst this group. And I know he, even if he may not be the most vocal guy, even just look at Evan Neal, this leading by example will elevate others. I look at either, if not Seth McLaughlin, I look at Javion Cohan, who spoke to the media for the first time this past spring, and very confident young man, very focused young man, and a guy that can play at guard, can play at tackle, talked about the versatility and the importance of that. 
I think Cohan may have to take that step, being more vocal there in that room. Because if, if you can have a guy on an offensive line challenge everybody, get everybody on the right set, on the right key, playing together uh, cohesively, then that's huge here for a group that everything else around this offense screams big play. Bryce Young, big play. Running backs, big play. Receivers, big play. You got Cameron a two back at tight end. I still don't get why people don't talk about him enough, but he's back. So I look at if the offensive line can just be serviceable, this will be or can be a national championship team. Yeah, absolutely. And I like you were talking about with Cohen maybe being a little bit more of a vocal guy. I mean, that's not a bad thing to have on the offensive line. Look at and not look at Landon Dickerson. Not saying that he has to be Landon Dickerson. Landon Dickerson. That's a hard job. Giving speeches before LSU games or whatnot. But if you have someone who's going to light that fire under everybody else and get everyone going, I mean. Look how good that offensive line was. It was the best, arguably the best they've ever had. Absolutely. So it's going to be huge for people. Look at this Alabama offensive line here going into the spring or into the summer, excuse me, summer workouts and fall camp here. Some of the big questions on the table would be once Tyler Steen gets in here, what will he do? Um, J.C. Nathan, when he went out that job, they're at right tackle. Just so many mixing parts here for this unit. But Eric Wolford, he at that. As the coach of this group, it's going to be on him. Can he get the best five on the field? Can he get them playing well? Can he get him? Can he get them playing consistently and well together? But that's going to lead us here to our first break. Here, folks, from the show, don't, get, don't touch that down. Just getting you cranked up here on a Monday. When we get back, we take your calls, your thoughts, your chats, your conversations. What do you, as the fans, deem as success for this? offensive line in the coming season we'll talk to you guys after this you're watching in my own words with Stephen m smith brought to you by we own the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace today by visiting we own the fourth quarter.com throw them foes up What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they've put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small-dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because $1 of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. And we are back into the action here, folks, from the break on a Monday, getting that work week started off for you correctly. 
In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Happy to have you guys in here already at 43 likes on the show. Appreciate you guys. Let's get this thing up to 50, baby. Eight more to go. Let's get this. Well, seven more to go. Let's get this thing up to 50 likes here on the show. Making this your network platform channel in space to talk Bama. But right now, we go to the phone lines to take your calls. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. 205-448-1358. We take this call. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? Oh, they travel from nation to nation to hear Big Daddy give us information. It's Manic Monday. You better get in line. Turn on TDA and have one hell of a time. We need to let's talk about these wide receivers a little bit tonight, Stephen. How's everything going down there in Birmingham at TDA? How's everything going tonight? Everything's going good, Wagon. And you mentioned the wide receivers. It's a lot of wide receivers when you look at all of his speed. I mentioned last week, Coach Saban is basically telling you, I got a four by 100 meter relay track team down here. What, which do you want? Do you want Burton? Do you want Leary? Do you want Aaron Anderson, Kendrick Law? Do you want Isaiah Bond, Kobe Prentice? Do you want Tyler Harrell? I mean, we got all flavors, all speeds, all forms. What do you want? Well, you know, I was discussing it with a guy. You know, they're going to have a four to five guy rotation down there. And you've got this Tyler Harrell coming in from uh, uh, Louisville. Some people say a 419. Now, when you get down to a speed of called 419, you're talking about Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders. I saw Bo Jackson play football. I saw him turn the corner. I still don't think there's an athlete that could outrun him. Uh, never saw Dion. Didn't get to see Herschel Walker, but there probably wasn't one that could outrun him either. But we, I think they said he had a 424. In the Louisville Pro Day here, you know, and these these disgruntled um, wide receivers we've had here on this team that's transferred and gotten to the transfer portal. Uh, sometimes, you know, I think it goes down to maybe they wasn't evaluated quite as well in high school as maybe as they should have been, or maybe they didn't develop them quite as well on the field at college as they should have. You know, I don't know what's causing all this, all these disgruntled wide receivers down in Alabama. We're having a little trouble down there. We've had more trouble in the last few years than I can remember in a long, long time at Alabama as far as yeah, yeah, and wide receiver-wise. So, uh, you know, maybe it's, it's like Coach Stalin said when he was down there at the North River Yacht Club Thursday, you've got to handle these people a little bit more like with kid gloves. Of course, Stalin is, Coach Stalin is old style like we are. He's not going like the NIL. He's not going like the transfer portal. Uh, you know, well, the man is uh, 80-something years old, 86, 87 years old. He's the last man standing at the junction, boy. So, he, you know, we can give him credit for not liking the NIL to the transfer porter. But I don't know. I think we're going to, you know, focus on these wide receivers. The offensive line is going to be okay if they get a few, you know, a few people in line there and get them lined up, get the people in the right positions, get them in the right spots where they need to go and everything will be all right there. But I hope everybody's doing good. I'm looking at the chat. I told Jamie's got 200 likes. Now I'd shave his chin hair off, but I don't think there's enough weed eater line to do that. But anyway, y'all looking good. Y'all be safe. Let's try to meet back on Wednesday. We love TDA. Hit that like, subscribe button. Like, 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 like. We love it all. We got to get out of here. Bye-bye, everyone. Pete Money, you've done a good job. Bye-bye. Appreciate Wagon here starting us off on a Monday. We grabbed this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Stephen, hi, Bill from New York. Pretty excited today, man. You know, I'm, I'm flying to Vegas tomorrow for the first time. You know, I never, I never was there, and uh, gonna place a bet on Alabama. 
not not really a big gambler, but that's what I'm going to do while I'm down there. And, you know, Diana, she's dragging me to the Grand Canyon. You know what I mean? I'm not going to argue. You're in a relationship now, too. There's no point in arguing. You know what I mean? But I'm no point in it, man. It, it, no point in it. <laughs> right. And I'm, I'm, I'm a street guy from Queens. You know, I'm not really one of these tourist people like golly. That that canyon's interesting. You know, I don't talk like that, you know what I mean? But still, it's going to be cool. But I'm glad you're talking about the OL tonight because that's what I called to talk about, really. You know, here's my theory. And just like you said, you know, in terms of asking, I'm not here to lecture. I'm here to get your opinion. Now, I look back at the offensive line. And in 2021, I think we got worse at every position except left tackle. And I'll tell you something about left tackle. We had Leatherwood. So it's not like, you know, we needed help at left tackle. So the line was in disarray. Now, this year, I think, you know, the, the guys should all be getting better. I, I like Latham to do a lot of things at right tackle. We still don't know about the other kid, Brockmeyer, left. We don't know about the new guy. But, you know, we have Latou. We got a big, strong tight end who can help out on the left side or anywhere else. And our coaches know that. If a dumb guy, you know, if, if a guy like me knows that, they know it. And one more point about it. I think, and I'm not bad-mouthing B-Rob, love the guy, love what he did for the team, but I think every running back on our team gets a faster start than him. Every single one, all right, especially his new kid. You know, so what are we going to do? In other words, the, the, on a run – these guys don't have to hold their blocks as long. You see what I mean? Like, like a, a, a faster guy can get through a hole quicker, you know? And that could make, like, defenses, like, come up to the line a little bit, and it's going to open, open up things for Bryce. I'm totally confident. But, you know, I, I just want to know what you think, brother. And, like, listen, thanks for taking my call, man. I absolutely appreciate Bill for that call. I th- I really think Wolford gets this in line. I want to see J.C. Latham at right tackle. They brought in Steen from from Vanderbilt for that enough tackle spot. Steen has experience, thirty three games as an offensive tackle, including twenty one at enough tackle. So there's big experience there. You have Seth McLaughlin at center. Javion Cohen's at that left guard spot. Right guard could be an interesting battle there between Ekior and Damian George. George looks good in spring but Ekior has more experience at that spot. I think if you could just get all five, whoever the five become, you get those five to play serviceable, play well together. You don't have to be otherworldly. Just don't have Bryce Young sacked north of 20 times. Play serviceable, play well together, be able to get your block, sustain your block, hold your block, and give Bryce time to get that ball down the field. Because like I said, you got track stars at wide receiver. You give them the ball, peek, they're gone. So if these guys can just hold their blocks, it'll be just fine. Appreciate my man Bill for that call. We grabbed this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. What's going on, Steve? Elijah calling here from Jersey. How you feeling tonight? Doing great, Elijah, and yourself. I'm oh, man, man. Uh, just chiming into your show. You know, I just want to say, uh, you know, get into a little conversation with you about you know, I, I heard Saban say a couple of years back that, you know, when these kids come in, you know, us as fans, even myself included, I'm not going to take myself out of that conversation. Sometimes we put 
we see that five star next to their name, and we put such a high, high responsibility on these kids, like, you know, they're going to come in and be all world, you know, and to be honest with you, man, it's, it's extremely unfair to these kids because here it is, they're coming into a new system, they're coming in playing against better competition or competing against better competition, and they haven't even had the chance to go out and prove themselves and automatically, you know, us as fans, we're deeming them to be the, you know, uh, the next great offensive lineman, next great defensive person. And, and these kids don't even know the system yet. Like, as far as the offensive line, yeah, I think uh, J.C. Latham, he's not, he might not come in and be like a Cam Robinson, you know. Um, these guys take time to develop, and everybody develops at their own pace. Some guys might pick it up over the summer. Some guys might take two years before it clicks. And I'm not talking about a three-star Joe Blow that we get off the street. I'm talking about five-star and four-star kids. Also, what we have to take in, in, into account is they're playing against five-star defensive ends, five-star defensive tackles, five-star All-American linebackers. We got to realize these young men are playing in the SEC. If you look at the draft board for years, the SEC dominates, dominates the, the guys that get put into the NFL. So the level of competition that these guys are expected to come in, compete, and conquer against, it's, to do it, man, it's almost like you've you got to be kind of superhuman, man. You know, this offensive line, it's not going to be up to par at the beginning. Let's be honest. It's not. It's too many new moving pieces, but can they get it to jail? Yes, they can. That's the one position is, is, is just as key as a quarterback is to the wide receiver. They have to, they have to um, get that bond. The, the right guard, the center have to get that bond. That right guard and right tackle have to get that bond. That whole line has to bond, you know. That's the only way they're going to be a great unit. But my thing is, like, we can't, like, J.C. Latham, if we would, if they would have put him in last year just off of his name, oh, he's a five-star talent, and then all of a sudden the kid doesn't do his job, we'll be the same fans that sitting up here saying, the kid is garbage. He don't live up to your expectation. He's not good. And it would be totally unfair to that young man, you know, because that young man hasn't had the time to develop his skill set to, you know, be assessed fairly. So my thing is, you know, this offensive line, hopefully Bill O'Brien calls plays to, uh, to help him out. You know, they don't have to hold their blocks for too long. We got more quick hitting plays. We have a quarterback that can get it done. Um, we got the receivers, they're still, we got, like you said, we got a, a track team out there, but they still got to be proven, some of these guys. You know, that's that's what it comes down to. They can, they can have all the speed in the world, but you have to apply it to the football field. You know, um, I just hope that, you know, the, the offensive line gels, Steve, faster than uh, last year's offensive line did. You know, um, but I think they could do it. Wolfer is a great coach, 
So, if, you know, if anybody could get these young men to, you know, play above their expectation, it, it should be him. And, and uh, I, I wish him all the best of luck, but it's, it's going to be a, a large task. I think he has the biggest job to do out of every one of those coaches. He, he has the hardest job. You know, let me know what you think about that, Steve. Appreciate those thoughts that come from my man Elijah from Jersey, and that's the reason why uh, summer workouts this time around, preseason camp, fall practice this time around, is going to be highly intriguing to look at uh, the offensive line, to look at you know what could the starting roster shape out to be for Alabama in this upcoming season as it looks to get back to the national championship stage, which will be in L.A. to start 2023, to try to win a national championship. But we grab this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. What's going on, Steve? Charles is here. Charles, what's happening, man? Uh, nothing. What you got for me, Charles? Uh, did you say that the wide receivers is running chat now? Hey, hey, we got we got a whole track team, Charles. I mean, they all that they all they all running out here. They all fast. Uh, they, they going to the Olympics? Oh, they, they, Charles, they could. I don't think they will, but they could though. They, they're they're fast enough. They could. Oh, okay. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate uh, Charles. Absolutely. Appreciate Charles calling in right there. Wanted to know what the wide receivers go to the Olympics. They could, John. They could. Harold definitely could. Leary could. But I don't think they'll be able to attend that Olympics there. We take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Steve, what's up with you, man? This is Jay, you know, Mr. Kappa. <laughs> Jay, what's happening with you? I'm ready to cap, Steve. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of like... I'm a little disappointed in y'all, man, because y'all ain't y'all y'all steady pointing the, the the finger at the players when Doug Marone was the problem. This man was one in fifteen when he came to Alabama. You can't be no loser and overnight just turn to a winner. You know what I mean? That ain't it was never in him, Steve. He he didn't have a good old line when he was in uh in the NFL. So it ain't like he was going to come to college and make it happen. You took a center and put him in right tackle, bro. And then ain't nobody talking about uh, uh, Bill O'Brien and his lack of creativity and lack of feel for the game. That man stuck as a college as a, as a, a play caller, period, to me. But as a college coach, man, that man sucks, Steve. Y'all, you can't get off the players. What about the coaches? Them the adults in the room. Everybody want to talk about NIL and all that. Well, how about these folks getting paid and they doing a real sucky job, like a real sucky job. You took our second string centers, Steve, and threw them out there as the first team right tackle. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I want to know if the fans hear that, though, Steve. Y'all, everybody want to call in and, oh, he's a five-star, too much pressure. Well, it ain't going to be too much pressure uh, every day I let Will Anderson and, and Dallas Turner get after you. You know what I'm saying? Every day. See, I play football with the coaches. Okay, he better than you. Well, we going to let him beat you down. That way in the game, maybe you will beat somebody down. You said, but I don't, I don't know if football played like that no more. But what about the coaches, man? 
one in fifteen before you came to Bama, bro. Bill O'Brien, you destroyed Deshaun Watson's career, dude. That man was literally a top. He's a top five quarterback. In some games, you'd be like, goodness, who calling the plays? Then you come to Bama, you you got Bryce. Look, look at the receivers we had last year. You put Slay Bowling in the backfield, but you wouldn't put Christian Leary to run that same angle route. You see, you see what I'm saying? See, what about the creativity from the adults in the room? I'm sorry, Steve, man. I love y'all. Road Tide, uh, uh, Will Anderson for Heisman and national champion yet again. Road Tide, guys. Pre- appreciate my man Jay from. Sh- I mean, and Jay and Jay makes some points there because Bill O'Brien is up against it, though. I mean, Bill O'Brien's up against it because you, you, the fan base knows there were moments, uh, and a ton of them last year, where you looked at the play call to Bill O'Brien and you went, really? Really? Doug Marone's out of here. He's back in the NFL with the Saints. I mean, he's out of here. But Bill O'Brien remains. So the question from fans is going to be, is it the offensive line or is it Bill O'Brien? God forbid if it's both. But with Bill O'Brien back in here, that's going to be the biggest question that's going to be staring uh, program in the face that you as the fan base is going to ask. Is it the offensive line? Or is it truly Bill O'Brien? So O'Brien's got his he, he he's got his back up against the wall just a little bit. He feels the pressure a little bit right now. But we go to this car right here, you're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? Yeah, it is Jay, the real Jay from South Louisiana calling back again. What's up, my brother? What's happening with you? Yeah, uh man. I've been watching all these 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 SEC West spring games, and I must say I'm very unimpressed. Now, my Tigers, we had our spring game this last Saturday, and I was so impressed. I really feel like we're going to win this SEC this year. Let me tell you something, man. That offensive line y'all got is trash. Tyler Sheen, the left tackle you got from Vanderbilt, he ain't going to be able to hold up against this LSU defensive line that we have. I'm telling you, Brian Kelly, man, he's doing wonders. I really I really feel like we're going to shock the world. I know everybody's going to predict Alabama to win the SEC West like they do every year, but it ain't going to happen this year, brother. Uh, Burton, the wide receiver, he was third, the third leading receiver for Georgia last year, and y'all counting on him big time. The, the, the wide receiver you got from Louisville, Harold, his biggest season was last year. With 18 catches, that ain't going to cut it in the SEC, brother. I just feel like Alabama in for a world of trouble this upcoming season. Go Tigers. Well, Jay, appreciate Jay for that call. Well, Jay, I just hope that y'all hold it on tightly to that trophy like Bibles and wine, man. Because uh, I, I don't know what LSU is going to do this year. I have no idea. I mean, Brian Kelly, yes, he's there. But I think Brian Kelly's way over his head. I think he's way over his head. I, I, I don't. Stingley gone, of a talent family shoe gone. I don't know what the Tigers are gonna look like. But it's gonna be a good season. It's gonna be a really intriguing season. We're gonna take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Uh, this is Juwan Payne calling from Mobile, Alabama. What's happening with your brother? Nothing much, man. Hey, I've been watching your show here. Uh, really enjoy it. I just want to touch bases on uh, the offensive line. Uh, being a youth football coach, a lot of times uh, 
I've taken on the offensive line, and it takes a, it takes some time for offensive linemen to gel. I just think once those guys get to working together and understanding what uh, Coach Wolfel wants from them, then they'll be able to uh, manipulate that system easily. Uh, where it comes at Bill O'Brien, I'm kind of like the uh, previous call on. I think the jury's still out. Coming from Sarkeesian and uh, having Lane Kiffin there, you know, the expectation for us at Bama now is high power. Uh, Bill O'Brien is doing a lot of slow pace and slow rolling stuff, you know, which we've been accustomed to that in years past. But now we want to see that thing flying around because we got a top-notch defense and we want we want our defense and our offense to match. That's all I got to say. I want to listen to you now, guys. Appreciate that, Juwan, my man, Colin from Mobile. Good point right there. I mean, in years past, Alabama was more ground and pound, but now it's it's opened all the way up. I mean, Kiffin opened it up. Dable opened it up. Loxley opened it up. Sarkeesian took the whole top off of it and opened it up. So now it's can we have high-flying offense and uh, shut them down defense both at the same time. That's becoming the moniker or the expectation from fans and also from players having the high-flying offense and the shut them down defense. Now, look at this season. It's got the opportunity to have both, especially if this offensive line comes into its niche nicely and it has a chance to do this. We take this call here, though. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. What's up, Steven? Calling from Chicago, Illinois. How you doing, my brother? Doing good, calling yourself. Good, good. Listen, I'm listening to all these callers call in about Alabama, this Alabama, that. Here's what people need to realize. Alabama is pretty much playing for a national championship every year. If you look at Georgia, that championship game against Georgia, people need to realize that Alabama is de- depleted. They're two best receivers, you know. Plus, they was depleted two of their running backs. Alabama played Georgia at 70% and damn near won that game. Georgia... Is nothing but Alabama East. LSU is Alabama South. All, all these other teams, they get Nick Saban, they copy the style, they take it to their school, and they just duplicate it. Alabama pretty much every year is playing itself, just under a different name. So all of these people calling in about Alabama this, Alabama that, Alabama will be back in the national championship, playing for a, playing for a natty, just sit back, relax. We have a young offensive line, but like every year, they just got to learn. Just be patient. We'll get there. That's all I have to say. Appreciate that call. Then my man Carl out of Chicago calling in right there to the show. And it's just great when you look at how Alabama is the needle in college football. The moment you say Alabama, bills are getting paid. Mortgages are getting paid, water bills getting paid, light bills getting paid, gas bill getting paid, people being put through school. When you say Alabama, the needle is that right there. And uh, you can't say the same thing uh, about other programs. You can't say the same thing about Clemson. You can't say the same thing about Ohio State. You cannot say the same thing about Georgia. It's when you say Alabama, Everybody across the globe is running toward the TV. 
is running toward the radio, is running toward the iPad, cell phone, computer to hear what in the world is going on with the Crimson Tide program. I appreciate you guys calling in, 205-448-1358. Number to get in, 205-448-1358. We got some super chats here. How about Homegrown Cowboy with that $10 donation? The super chats, appreciate Homegrown Cowboy. We got Bill, Big Bill from New York with that 501 lighting it up. We got Delvin Molden with that $5 donation showing his love. We got Anitra Ray being here with that $10 donation showing his love. Everybody dropping the money in here. John's got the horn rolling. I'm trying not to lose my breath. Appreciate you guys showing all the love and support here for your Crimson Tide. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Make this your show, your network platform too. Talk Bam, we got a quick topic here, and that was on one Kane Williams, the four-star defensive back safety prospect who came with Alabama Stellar 2021 class from Louisiana, has entered well, he entered his name into the transfer portal on today. The 6'2, 203 pounder was probably third or fourth there on the depth chart at that safety position. So definitely wish Mr. Williams well. Hopefully he goes somewhere where that he can have success and be a star and be a, a playmaker that he wants to be just a little too much in the room here at that defensive back position for Alabama. So Mr. Kane Williams put his name in the portal. But we're going to go to a break right here, folks. Don't touch that down. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Look at all these great players in Touchdown Alabama magazine. Man, wait till I turn up this year. I'm going to be on the front cover. But what if Will goes off? Or Joe, DeMarco, Chris, Tim, Christian. Don't wait. Order now at touchdownalabama.com or call 833-483-2624 today. And we are back into the action here, folks, from the break of a number one ticket here for your Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Monday. Continue to hit that thumbs up, hit that like button, make this your show, your network channel platform and space to talk Bama. Also, subscribe to the channel as well because if you like the content, all of your friends, family members at it, our diehard Bama fans, casual Bama fans, our college football fans in general will enjoy it also. But right now, we go to the phone lines to grab your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. Now, think my man, our own President Day Waylon, call it back in here. What's going on, Waylon? It ain't Waylon, it's the coach. Joe. just stay with him, Smith, in my own words. Yes, this is. <laughs> you need to tell Jay, Flying Jay, to call in now. Jay, whoever he is, that Jay, me and Scott Cochran found that national championship trophy 
It was up Kirby's butt. Lottie Dottie, we like to party. We don't get down, but we like Lottie Dottie. Bye-bye, Steven. That, there's Coach O apparently making his appearance to the show there. 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. But, um, I mean, for, for, for me, for me, going back to, to the conversation we've had all day here, I think the offensive line is going to be fine. I think it's going to be fine. I, I'm excited to see this group in fall camp in preseason camp and what the starting five can really truly be because if this group can be serviceable you know what you're getting on defense the defense is going to be taking people's heads off I mean no one wants to see Will Anderson coming at them no one wants to see Dallas Turner coming at them no one wants to see Chris Braswell coming at them nobody wants to see Jamil Burroughs come at them uh, I think the secondary is going to be good the linebacker play is going to be really nice so I think this offensive line once they find their footing across the board this is going to be a very good group now will it be a joe moore award-winning group that part we shall see but i think overall it's going to be a very good group here and uh, uh eric wolford knows what he's got to do ben o'brien knows what he's got to do pete golding knows what he's got to do so all of these coaches they know what their responsibilities are when you look at this season because last year from you the fans it was viewed rebuilding year down year you know if you win the national championship great but it wasn't necessarily the expectation this time around it is the expectation to win uh that national championship to uh, open 2023 and in the 2022 season but i'm looking forward to this I'm really looking forward to this. We're going to go to this topic right here, and this is on one Jamison Williams, who is still being viewed as a top 15 pick for the upcoming draft here starting off on Thursday night in Las Vegas. And for Jamo, despite the injury, despite the ACL in his knee, he is way ahead of schedule in his rehab. He looks good. He is cut where he is going through footwork drills, agility drills, moving strong, uh, uh, doing some strength things. Like Jamo looks good, way ahead of schedule. And uh, when you discuss the Philadelphia Eagles at pick 15, uh, They've fallen in love with him. Howie Roseman, uh, Jeff Laurie, they would like to get Jamal at pick 15. There are other teams in the latter portion of that first round that look to make a move on Jamal and possibly trade up uh, to get him. So he's right now in a really good spot. And it's just awesome how you know it took one year in Alabama coming over from Ohio State, and he puts in one of the greatest single-season performances in school history, 79 catches. He's fifth all-time for a single season in Alabama, 1,572 yards. He's third all-time in a single season for Alabama, 15 touchdowns. He's third all-time in a single season for Alabama. So all it took was one season for the fans to fall in love with J-Mo, wishing him the best here in the NFL. But uh, still being viewed by quite a few draft pundits and prognosticators as a top 15 pick. But we go to our final break here on the show. When we get back, we will tidy up loose ends with me giving my offensive prospect projections for Alabama. In terms, in terms of the draft. We'll talk about that after this. If 
you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, people, we're back in here from the break of a number one source for your Crimson Tide. Football news, notes, information, entertainment, and alerts to being in my own words, your truly Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate you guys rocking with us here on a Monday. All the calls, all the chats, all the donations, all the love. We appreciate you because it's you, the fans, you, the family, that make this show exactly uh, what it has become. But before we get into final topic of today's show, got to remind you of TDAWare.com. That's TDAWare.com. So if you're trying to get all of your fashion, all of your swag, uh, uh, drip, sauce, clothing, uh, cultural needs right here, check us out. TDAWare.com. That's TDAWare.com. Link in the description. Go ahead and get yourself ready for summer workouts, fall camp, and the upcoming season in the fall by getting you your gear. Support your team, support your coach, support your program, and support the site that's giving you the best information by getting your merchandise. Touchdown Alabama, but TDAWare.com. That is TDAWare.com. We definitely uh, appreciate you guys showing the support for Coach Sabe and the University of Alabama, the student athletes, and us here at TDA. Uh, guys, shout out my man William Bryan, who just dropped in. Let's see here, John William Bryan. Just dropped in that $35 donation. The Super Chats appreciate my man William Bryan out of Iowa. That daily Super Chat goal of $75 has been met. Appreciate you, the outstanding fans here of Tide Football. But final topic here of discussion, and this goes to uh, the NFL Draft, where Alabama is concerned. The draft starts on Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on ESPN and the family of networks. And we're going to look at the offensive prospects for the Crimson Tide entering this draft and just my projections, predictions on where these young men will go. So first off, we're going to get to our first round, guys. Alabama will have two of those, looking to increase its number from 39 to 41 First-round picks in the Saban era since 2009. Andre Smith started that trend. So, first off, Evan Neal. Got him going first round, number five overall to the New York football giants. I think New York, Daniel Jones has the potential to be a good quarterback. 
But he's been sacked an awful lot. The Giants have not had the best protection up front on the offensive line. And if you get a guy like an Evan Neal, he can be the cornerstone of that of that unit and can really help Daniel Jones blossom and thrive, get better, improve, and be the quarterback that Big Blue Nation or the Big Blue up there at New York Giants would like to see him become when he came out of Duke a few years back in the draft. So first first round pick, number five overall, Evan Neal, New York Giants. Moving on down here to Jamison Williams, number one overall, no, number one first round draft pick, number 23, excuse me, or 22 overall, excuse me, to the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Eagles could get him at 15. The Patriots could get him at 21. The Chiefs and uh, the, the Chiefs could also get him. But the reason why I'm picking Green Bay at 22 is uh, Aaron Rodgers does not have a number one receiver right now. Devontae Adams gone to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling gone to the, Kansas, to the Kansas City Chiefs. And then you have Randall Cobb, who's older now. But Aaron does not have that number one guy. And if you're Matt LaFleur, you want to get Rodgers that number one guy and a guy that can take the top off a of defense, and that's Jamison Williams right there. So, and, and I know Rodgers can be a bit prickly working with new guys, working with rookies and young talent, but you, you got to roll the dice here on this if you're Green Bay. you got to get a number one guy in the room. So f- number w- first-round draft pick, number 22 overall, I got J-Mo Smoke Williams going to the Green Bay Packers. So, Moving on here down the road, we got our second rounders here, and we start this off with John Mechie. I got John Mechie, second round, number 49 overall to the New Orleans Saints. I like Mechie in New Orleans. Mechie is not a one. He's a two. He's a complimentary receiver, and he had a a huge learning curve coming from Canada to play at the University of Alabama. But he got better each and every year. Uh, this past season, his best, 96 catches, led the team uh, a third all-time for single-season receptions in Alabama football history, 1,142 yards receiving. He had eight touchdowns. You know, Mechie, he, he's a B-plus in every single area. Doesn't have the elite speed, but big-time catcher, big-time production, runs proficient routes. He gets old, but he's got good hands. And with Michael Thomas already as your established one in New Orleans, you get a John Mechie as your two, you roll with that. You vibe with that. That's a really good look there for Mechie in New Orleans. So that'd be right there for Mechie. Moving on down here, we pick up Brian Robinson, B-Route for the second round. Give me number 61 overall to the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners lost Raheem Mostert to the uh, Miami Dolphins. And then you look at the situation with Debo Samuel. Though Debo's a receiver, he gets a lot of usage at running back. There's a lot of trade talks going around Debo. Now John Lynch, the general manager for the 49ers, is saying, oh, oh, oh man, no, we're not going to lose Debo. We're not going to trade Debo. There's no way we're getting, rid of Debo, we're getting rid of Debo Samuel. But with Mostert gone, I look at Kyle Shanahan likes to run the football. His best teams are those that can run the football consistently. And when you look at B-Rob, thick build, big chest, 
power runner can get in between the tackles. He doesn't have the big explosiveness, the home run hitting speed, but he's a grinder. He can get you those five to six yards, four to five yards to carry. He can get you in the second and short, third and short, especially when you're breaking in a young quarterback into the reins like a Trey Lance, having a running back of the bell cow caliber of a Brian Robinson, that would help a Trey Lance. And B-Rob, this past season, he did go for 1,343 yards, 14 touchdowns, did average 95.9 yards rushing per game. So at number 61 overall in that second round, I could see B-Rob in San Fran hooking up there with Kyle Shanahan. Moving on down here, continuing with offensive guys here, we pick up Slade the Blade Bolden. Now, a lot of people have Slade going undrafted, and it could happen, but I would have Slade in the seventh round, pick 245 to those New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. I, I just feel like the Bama Nation wants to see Mac Jones and Slade Bolden reunited in New England. And when Mac and when Slade was at the combine running that 4-6-3, you know, 40, you know, Bill Belichick was there. He took a little, a little smile to that. And when Slade was at Alabama's Pro Day, and he got the 40 time down to 4-5-8. Yeah, Bill was like, ah, you got a little, little giddy up there, a little, little giddy up on you there, Slade. And then when Slade, you know, went out full extension, making that catch from Bryce Young, I'm pretty sure Bill was like, okay, I've seen enough. Right, let's look at this guy. Let's see if we can make this happen. Putting Slade Bolden back with Mac Jones, either as a seventh-round draft pick or an undrafted rookie free agent. But what would like to see Slade, you know, get that seventh round, pick 245 there to New England. And Slade this past season, 42 catches, 408 yards, and three touchdowns. And he does give you some versatility on special teams. And he does give you some versatility as a Wildcat quarterback also. And so, last but not least here, we look at offensively, um, uh, Chris Owens, uh, undrafted free agent i think somebody was somebody will give him a mini camp tryout somebody will give owens a camp tryout. i mean was in alabama for six years um wasn't the best offensive lineman but wasn't the god-awful worst so he was serviceable to an extent uh has a lot of knowledge on how to play on the offensive line and because he comes from coach saber at alabama and that's a huge feather in a lot of people's caps when you look at the NFL. He will get a mini camp tryout, and maybe he will make a team. But those are just my guys offensively in terms of Bama prospects for the NFL draft upcoming takes place here on Thursday night number one. But if you want the best in news, notes, information, and content coverage on your favorite program, that being Bama football, you can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store. If you're rocking team Apple, Google Play Store, if you got the Android phone. Now, for your audio needs, check us out. iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, Google Play, or iHeartRadio. That right there. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Wednesday continuing the conversation that is tight football. Remember, Bama fans, you can purchase can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link found in 
the description. Also, if you're trying to get your hands on the fresh edition, print edition of TDA the magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member or a subscriber today. That link in the description as well. If you're trying to get the four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys that we own the fourth quarter, that's we own the fourth quarter.com. That link in the description also. To all of our esteemed members, stay tuned after the show. We got a hot new members-only video. My final thoughts to you, our members. So stay tuned to the YouTube channel to check out that video as it's coming at you shortly. Gotta also gotta always give my shouts out to my man Patrick P. Money Dow, breaking news reporter for TDA, helping us out there as always in the first segment here on a Monday. Gotta shout out you, the esteemed Bama fans, for all the donations, the love, the support, the phone calls, the chats, the dialogue, the conversation. You guys, as always, absolutely phenomenal. Got also shout out my man John Ivory in the production studio doing his thing behind the scenes. Until next time, folks, husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children, school is almost out, but continue, though, doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. Get yourself those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, enjoy the NBA playoff basketball going on right now i'll get home myself and take some of that in but until wednesday i'm your man Stephen m smith you've been listening to my own words 